Welcome back to Goonies World, everybody. It is our second remote podcast recording where we're looking at each other's faces on laptops. And here with me, as usual, in digital form, is Ryan, also known as Meanie. Hello, everybody. And I see we also have Goonie, also known as Colin. Hello there. And I'm Johnny Farrow, also known as Sean. And once again, tonight, we are going to play the spy game. And you should tune in and listen to the last episode if you haven't, because there is a giant python attack, that the result of which is that our two heroes have just woken up together after sleeping together in the same bed in a hotel room in Macau. Uh, during which there was a second python attack. <laughs> oh, my. And with that, we will... Uh, wake up awkwardly yeah i I like (laughs) i I like the idea of uh waking up like uh like like my arm and leg like (laughs) across niles's body i mean just having just flipped in this oh yeah yeah totally you've crossed the pillow barrier oh sorry man i i I, you know i I just i I flail around in my sleep a lot I heard you, the pillow being whipped overnight as you turned around. (laughs) Well, luckily, (laughs) but it's morning. (laughs) So, Uh oh, (laughs) luckily, the conversation is prevented from getting any more awkward by the uh, prompt arrival of the efficient uh, staff. The efficient hotel staff who come in here and uh, very quickly are serving very strong tea and uh, uh, really spicy buttered rolls, like deep fried little donut holes, but they've got all kinds of Asian spices on them and it's all really delicious. Nice little breakfast. You can get ready. Did you now? You had said you want to do something in the morning, but I can't remember what you what you said. Like register with the. Oh yeah, go get. Yeah, good not to show up the very last minute. And uh, come swooping in the day of, though, morning of, that's that's classy. Not going to hang around for three or four days beforehand. So I assume that you guys will head uh, for that uh, hotel once you're up and dressed and so on and so forth. And I'll assume you dress nicely, but not in your, uh, you know, formal wear that you'll be expected to wear tonight. I'm curious, though, as so I can picture you guys, how you are dressed and how you see your, your, your characters dressing. I mean, your your cover IDs, you know. I imagine Niles just one, you know. Uh, I, I think I have like a charcoal gray suit. It's got to be pretty fancy. Have a vest too, like three piece. Yeah, I would say at least it's got to be a three piece. Watch and chain. We'll watch. We'll we'll chain there for the mm. watch. Or is that too much? <laughs> too old. Uh, well, he is. Uh, I mean, that would fit him. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. my mind just went there. But he does have that communicator wristwatch. He probably will both have one. Yeah. Um, just have that, because uh, then people might ask him why he has two watches. So okay. he's just going to have that one. All right. And uh, that's true. I didn't think of that. And Vinny, how is uh, how is uh, Jean Pierre Rousseau? Uh, black blacks, uh, black blazer white uh white button-up shirt tucked in but like no tie and it's not even buttoned like all the way to the top in fact it's like halfway unbuttoned down it's his hairy head. chest yeah you got a chain yeah. or something like a little small small gold yeah, chain. Like not, not overdoing it but yeah. yeah okay nice now i can picture that and uh so as the <laughs> you guys make it across me now you can uh, walk if you want but it soon becomes apparent that the central hotel, although gigantic and teal and looking like it's close to everything, is, you know, going to be a 20, 30-minute walk. But there are plenty of rickshaws you could take. Does anyone want to take a rickshaw? Oh, sounds fun. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh come here, Ingress. Hop on. Hop on. For less than $1, you guys end up uh, getting pulled across uh, Macau surprisingly quickly. You pass an inordinate number of firecracker factories and uh, things like that, but also uh, pleasure houses and uh, 
And then it's plain old open air markets, but they're selling things like AK-47s, you know, right next to melons. And uh, you see open open white powder of some kind dealing going on. There's just bricks laid out on a table, all kinds of things. And of course, local authority here is all taking their cut. You can see why Portugal tried to give it, give it to China. You know, we don't want it anymore. Take it. Communist China wouldn't take it. But partially that's because, as has been widely suspected by the West for many years, Communist China is directly profiting off of everything that goes on here and is letting it happen and taking a nice little cut for keeping those gunboats across the river sitting there idly with their laundry stretched out instead of on the alert. And it's very much uh, kind of a bizarre city and a bizarre state of affairs. and a real mixture of old world and new. Here you are being pulled in a rickshaw, but the little cat has like a little boombox on the back of the rickshaw, and it's playing Western pop music as he runs along with you. And he's pointing at things, but he's forgetting that you don't understand his language, and he's speaking in his own language every now and then, peppering it with some uh, Portuguese words and English words. But within about 12 minutes, you make it to the outskirts of the hotel, and... uh, the little boy holds his hand out. like Even though you've already given him money, he's holding his hand out uh, to you again. Smiles real big. I Christian, mister. I Christian, mister. Oh, God bless you. Is this is this the name of song you just played? No, that's sister no, Christian. No. <laughs> I'm mister. I'm Christian, mister. <laughs> Oh, I like Night Ranger as well, yes. Night Ranger of Rock Big Go USA. I Christian, oh. mister. He keeps saying, begging for another little tip. You want to give him another few bucks? Give him some francs. Oh, for, oh he's happy with those. They, it all spends here. No, There's very favorable rates of exchange for all currencies. And uh, he rushes off happily with his rickshaw to go take somebody else for a little ride. Meanwhile, it's still mid-morning. Really, is getting to be about brunch time, and uh, this is not the type of hotel where they might have a good brunch, though. But tables open here at 6 a.m. sharp. Gaming tables, that is. This place is only closed for three hours. Uh, at 3 a.m., things close, opens back up after a cleaning, and the gaming tables, of course, are still though because this town is even though it's very decadent it's also very tired and uh most of the people are home asleep the type of people who would be here but on the lower floor but before you ever even get into where they have the gaming tables and it's the strangest casino you've ever seen because when you look out into the main room there are a lot of holes in the ceiling and there are poles and there are ropes there's some kind of system they got where they're lowering buckets of chips down through the ceiling, you know, you don't know what the heck's going on with it. You're not familiar enough with these Asian casinos. But before you ever get there, when it's still a lounge area, and there's a bar off to your right, and circles of couches and things like that, and there's almost nobody in here, but there's still, this early, there are a few hostesses, very polite term for local, you know, native girls who will be happy to spend time with you, if you would like, uh, and sit at your arm while you play the games and some bleary-eyed croupiers and uh, dealers are already getting their little plaques and piles of chips and things like that together out in the main room but you're approached already by two great big men two real big guys and they have little wires going up to little headsets on their ears it's kind of obvious you know the big curly wire going down into their lapel but uh, one of them holds it hold it right there man Excuse me. Uh, pardon, monsieur, is there a problem? Who are you here to see? Because uh, I, I assume, well, I might assume wrong, like, that you're carrying a case, because you got to have the painting, right? As you're oh, you have to have it to check in or whatever? Well, I mean, to show your credentials and all that. So that's what, they see you coming in with a case. They know you're not regular people. These are probably people connected with the auction. But they have weird accents. It's hard to place. Uh, we see uh, do, um, doing a um, uh, uh, transaction, uh, 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 what's the word, uh, auction for Diamond Face? Uh, 
Uh, yeah. Well, uh, who sent you? Yeah, who is your friend, man? Uh, now, I believe his name is Cameron. Cameron, he's all right. Yeah, Cameron's all right. I always thought Cameron was all right. All right, man, you go see Dr. Ho. Oh, the Dr. Ho, okay. Yeah, go second floor, turn right, Dr. Ho. And then he says something into the little lapel microphone he's wearing as if announcing your arrival. And you're able to go across the gaming floor. But you walk past all that and you go to the old school elevator and ride up to the second floor. There's a little gentleman in there, you know, a little local gentleman with a, it's an old school elevator where it has to have an operator, you know, it's a little handle. Because this is a pretty old building, even though it's big. You take up to the second level and go to the right, and there are some rooms out here, but there's a big, what might be a conference center, a meeting room. It's set up for something like that. Maybe that's where they're going to have... Um, it's probably not where they're going to have the auction, because uh, you've heard that's all up, up on the upper floor. But this is clearly a, a meeting room or something like of the sort. A great big long table and so on and so forth. But there are paintings all over the place in here, leaned up against walls, not set out for display. Most of them, though, are covered in... Uh, you know, brown paper and string wrappings, and they're all stacked up everywhere. And the most beautiful, uh, probably Chinese girl that you've ever seen in your life comes out to greet you. She looks like she's been working. She's not dressed elegantly. She's in fact wearing a white lab jacket. She goes, "Oh, hello. I am Doctor Honey Ho. How are you?" Oh, oh, Hon. Enchanté. Hans tells me that uh, you know Cameron. Me? Yeah. Tell him he's a shit. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, she speaks very good English, probably Oxford educated or something like that. Uh, so let me see what you've got. She uh, makes some room on the table. Hmm. Mm, here you go. It's uh, quite the piece. It's, uh, as you can see, it's. Uh, nude portrait of uh, Rosalie Duthay. And you've already opened it and shown it to her? Um, well, I'm yeah, taking it she, out. She looks yeah. very skeptical. Oh, I do hope you're not wasting my time. I assure you I'm not. This painting is very, very valuable and rare. Alright, well, uh, while, while uh, he's getting that out, Vinny, you can... Uh, Take a good look at her, make a combat ops roll as you see the way she moves her body and things like that. And one thing, her eyes do go wide when she sees the painting. Uh, got it. Alright, well, you're wearing a secret dagger in a sheath, and you know the telltale signs that she is wearing a dagger on her inner thigh. Oh. You just saw it just for a second. She's wearing like a lab coat and underneath that a simple dress, but... She's armed, and she's very fit and very agile-looking for a, for a pure uh, academic, you know, art inspector. But she gets this, uh, like, ocular device out of her coat and begins peering over the painting. Hmm. Hmm. And do you have supporting documentation with this, I assume? Yes, of course. Hmm. She begins ruffling through that. Oh, Van Dorn, yes. After a almost awkwardly long period, during which you're offered no refreshment or anything like that, you just see all these other paintings that are all hidden in here. It's like they don't really want to display them openly because they're all wrapped up in this brown paper. I believe it's very possible, says Dr. Honeyho, that this is La Dame Blunt. This is the one. The original, the only. Well, I believe that my employer will very much want to see this. Not just for auction purposes. I believe my employer will want to purchase this directly. Oh, I see. And your employer is? I believe you know who he is, and that's why you're here. It's a diamond, uh, diamond work. Mr. Face. Diamond Face. That's absolutely right. Diamond Face is how he prefers to be addressed. He takes no offense at it, but it's not Mr. Face. Diamond Face is his legal name. 
Yes, I know it. I just thought Diamond was his first name and Face was his last. No, it's like Cher. It's just one word. Diamond. Oh, I see. Now, he does pay me very well, though, not to waste his time. And it is my professional opinion that if this is a forgery, he might want to hire the forger. <laughs> she says, no, I'm in all seriousness. This, If this is a forgery, gentlemen, then it is one of the best I have ever seen. Of course, I would like to do some lab testing, but that will be up to him. He likes to make big decisions. Yes, I welcome any sort of testing. It's already been through a barrage of tests, but, uh, you know, I I understand you you need to do those, so... Gentlemen, I'm all gentlemen, for I will it. arrange for you to be guests at the dinner before the auction. There'll be dinners and cocktails and light dancing before the auction. I'll arrange for you to be there. Sometime during that dinner, my employer will send for you, and he would love to have a discussion about this. As much as I would like you to leave this with me in the meantime, I know that prudence dictates you must take it with you. Certainly hope and I certainly hope nothing happens to this in the meantime. <laughs> uh, I'll keep it very safe. All right, well, with that, you are very, you are hurriedly taken back out by Hans, one of these two big blonde guys. Says, All right, I guess we'll see you later at the party, men, he says. And they are... Uh, start escorting you back to the door and then they both kind of realize that you're totally free to hang out in here if you want and they shrug and they go back to uh, sitting at one of the game tables where no game is going on nursing sodas you know not actual alcohol watching the door this time it's also hard to notice because you don't need to make a combat combat ops roll to notice because they're not trying to hide the Mac 10 submachine guns that are pretty openly underneath their bulky jackets. You also get the feeling that their accent is South African. The only reason you can't tell it is because I personally, as a game master, can't do a South African accent very good. But that's what they sound like. And uh, we all and, it's, and we all know what dick South Africans were in the 80s. We remember. Mm. But uh, anyway, I assume... Unless you want to stick around and cause time-consuming trouble, that you might want to go home and rest up and get ready for a fine, fine dinner. You've heard they dine on endangered species at these parties. But uh, and one other thing, I uh, didn't role play out. But when she arranged for you guys to come tonight, that's the point where she looked over your documentation and credentials and things like that. And they know who they think they're getting later. But you probably. So, uh, there'll be no bluffing your way back in. They're expecting, uh, Dorian Delorean, the underground pornographer, and Jean-Pierre Rousseau, the, uh, modern-day slaver, human trafficker. And so, unless there's something you'd like to do that afternoon in Macau, other than get a massage, which is a daily thing they'll do for you if you want it, but once again, it is... A purely professional massage. Uh, I don't. I don't really got nothing I, I want to do. I, don't, I, I can think of anyway. I mean, I got everything I need. Uh, I think, and uh, you know. Yes, you know, and, it's, and as tempting as sightseeing is, you know, these these things you can get into trouble out there. You've heard the triads are around, and uh, hey, if we had a longer time to tell a long story maybe getting in trouble with the triads would be a fun thing to do but I don't think it's a prudent thing to do and you need to be who knows how late you'll be up this is supposed to be like a celebration of decadence and villainy so this is probably one of those goes till dawn sort of parties so maybe a little na uh, nap in the afternoon is in order I assume you'll close up all the drains in the. Uh... I'll never say no to a nap <laughs> well that evening it's quite clear as you uh Don, in your formal where you approach the uh, the central hotel by night it looks a lot more lurid and there's a long line of uh, people outside waiting to get in at the casino entrance but over and the bar and I just wanted sorry, go ahead sorry I just wanted to say that I put my uh, camera button on my uh Suit. Okay, yes, and uh, so it's ready to that's go. That's good because uh, there's going to be there's quite a few people your age there. You see, because the bar entrance part is open, 
and those same two blonde, beef, beefy South African dicks who uh, you met earlier nod you in, and uh, you're very before you know it, you're uh, whisked up onto the second floor, where in that same little conference room that had all the paintings in it now it's been totally transformed already just within those few hours to a cocktail lounge with a bunch of little tiny sofa circles and there's uh, uninspired but competent jazz uh, trio playing of local native uh, musicians over in one corner and there's already quite a few people in here maybe maybe uh, about two dozen and they're all kind of mingling around and quite a few of them are in fact your age. I, I assume you'll meander about and start taking pictures uh, soon enough, but before you can, you see Dr. Honey Ho again. This time she's not wearing the uh, the unflattering long white lab coat. She's dressed in a beautiful black evening dress. Just looks absolutely gorgeous. Just, Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like you to meet... Uh, uh, Mr. Dorian DeLorean and uh, Jean-Pierre Rousseau, last-minute additions to our little gathering. And everyone looks up, with raising their glasses and giving some polite applause. Please mingle with the guests. We'll go down to the dining room soon enough. Thank you. See? Okay, well, there's uh, quite, uh, you know, quite a few interesting people in here, but people that are that interesting, they want to come talk to you. And a woman about your own age, Niles, maybe she's maybe a little younger, but she's certainly taken very good care of herself. She's had some work done, it's obvious, but it's been subtle. And she says, well, hello there, sir. How are you? I'm doing exquisite. How are you doing, Excellent. madam? Do they say Dorian DeLorean? Yes, that is a my very name. interesting name. And is this your bodyguard or your your son or something? Who is your friend? Uh, he's a business associate. Oh, yes. Yes. He's French. very pleased to meet both of you. I am Miss Claire Peabody of the Devonshire Peabody. She says she holds out her hand for you guys to kiss it. Do you guys want to kiss her hand? Yeah. Danny, do you sure. kiss her hand? Yeah, why not kiss her hand? Well, what line of work are you gentlemen in? Well, uh, I am in the, uh, what you could say, the uh, film business. Yes. Oh, yes. Propaganda? Subversion? What, what, what sort of a... Uh... Pornography. Oh, but, my. Uh, that's, that's not the word that I choose, no? but that is... Well, I, I, well, I do believe it's... Art. I think pornography is a scientifically accurate name. Pornography certainly does not offend me. I quite enjoy pornography, says Miss Clara Peabody of the Devonshire Peabodies. Oh. Well, certainly one might say it's. I'm in an associated business myself, but uh, 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 Monsieur Rousseau, was it? Uh, and what line of work uh, are you in, sir? Uh, I'm in the business of. Um, uh, sorry, my uh, my uh, my English is not great, but. Well, uh, I speak fluent French. Would you prefer that we speak in French, or would you like a chance to keep practicing your English? No, I don't. I can't stand to hear French. Uh, uh, you should speak English only. Oh, Francophone. I see. Well, uh, well, uh, um, I, I, I really need to practice anyway. But um, I, I, uh, I work in the business of uh, procuring. Um, actors for uh, certain types of uh, productions. Oh, I see. Yes, yes. Yes, I've gotten many of my uh, young actresses and actors from this uh, gentleman here. Oh, I myself uh, provide young blonde working girls to Arabs. Oh. Yes. Or, or similar. Line of work. Yes, yes. It seems we have a great deal in common. I do hope that uh, we can have some drinks after dinner. And then she takes you aside, Niles, and you think she's going to get a little, mm. you know. And she goes, so just tell me, your young friend, the Frenchman, he looks like he's got a great deal of stamina. Have you heard any stories about that? Um, well, I did spend the night <laughs> with him in bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I'm so sorry. I've read you completely the wrong way. I 
Never mind. We'll still have that drink after dinner. Toodles. Toodles. I'm going to take a picture of her if I can. Yes, now. Please make a games and theory roll because you got to, you know, adjust your your remote Mm -hmm. way of doing it. So. Oh, okay. Had to get the right die here. And I got a five. Oh, that's great. My, you have a fine physique, says a German-sounding voice from behind you, uh, Vinny. And this is kind of while she's having that little aside conversation with uh, with Niles. My, you have a fine physique. And you turn around, there's a guy, he's maybe about 15, he's in his mid-50s, maybe early 60s. Uh, thinning hair, but looking pretty sharp. Got kind of a Stellan Skarsgård vibe about him, you know. Uh, Yes, boy, you you remind me of the great athletes of the Olympics in the old days, you know. Before all the unpleasantness of the war, you know. Uh, merci, monsieur. That is, um, is it very kind of you to say. Oh, well. So I see that you have Gallic blood, being a Frenchman. Well, you know, that's, that's not the end of the world. You know, Charlemagne left much of his blood in France, and so I'm quite certain that uh, the superior bloodline still runs pure in certain parts of the France. Uh, what part of France are you from, sir? Lyon. No, oh, very good. I'm so sorry. I've been rude. I have not introduced myself. I am Dr. Otto von Hammer, the eminent psychologist. Oh, Otto von Hammer is uh, a showman then, uh, I think, perhaps? Is it was, sir? I misunderstand. Okay. Is it, is it, or are you from the Germany? By, it's by France. Oh, I like to think of Prussia, but yes, I am from the continent as well. Of course, you know the unpleasantness I have had to leave Germany, and I, I now am a professor at Princeton University. Isn't it funny how things work out like that? Well, yes, that's a, well, it sounds like a, uh, sounds like it'd be a, a good uh, a job. You know, I am an art professor, and I, I should very much, I, I'm very... Uh, impressed with your physique, as I have hinted, I would love it if you if you, if you would pose for me uh, at some point. Um, well, I've uh, never done uh, uh, modeling, but uh, you know, if I, I, I if the pay is good. You know, I I I, I think about it. Oh well, uh, perhaps I should speak to your your is that your your father or your your daddy or what what are, what are you calling each other? Uh, it's just a business associate. Oh, oh, that's how it is. Okay, very well. I will speak to him, and then I will uh, get back with you, you fine young man. Very well. Uh, okay. And uh, ju- you're just about wrapping up uh, that conversation, Niles. And uh, greetings. I am Dr. Otto von Hammer, the eminent psychologist and art professor. I would very much like to paint your young Ford here, your young friend. Um. Well, um, what sort of painting would this be? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a specialist in the nude form of the male athlete. I figured as much, yes. Well, you know, he he might look like he's an athletic specimen, but uh, it's not really. He's sucking it in pretty hard. He, he sucked it in all last <laughs> night. <laughs> this is something also in which, with which I'm very familiar. In all of its forms. Now, imagine my life in Germany before the war. It's uh, enduring. It got very bad. So then I went to Belgium, which is, again, big mistake. So then I went to France, again, big mistake. And I fought with the resistance for years. But never mind all that. I should love to paint your young protege. And I will pay you a thousand American dollars for an hour of painting with him later this evening after the auction uh as long as it's well you know i'm not his uh I, i'm not we are no. just partners oh you're part oh it's a two it's both of you oh never mind then thank you so much not part of my uh, slave oh, i'm sorry i'm so embarrassed i've totally misunderstood the situation i'm so sorry you'd think an eminent psychologist and art professor like me would be Perhaps Vaughn believes what one wants to believe, no? Yeah. Do you want to try to get a photo of this guy? Because this guy's got fucking Nazi written all over him. Yeah. Yeah. See if you can do that without attracting his attention. 
as you saying that. By the way, uh, now that you're both here together, what uh, piece are you here to bid on? I myself am very interested in the Raphael's portrait of a young man that disappeared in the 1940s from Poland somehow. No one knows how. I'm uh, here to bid on it. It's a, it's a very beautiful young man in the painting. What are you, what are you here to bid for? Uh, nothing in particular. I mean, we are uh, selling a painting, uh, but uh, as far as bidding goes, I will just see what catches my I eye. I see, I see. Are you selling the painting at auction, or is it a private arrangement? Well, it is going to be private, oh, I so believe. But, uh, oh, excuse me, I must say hello to my friend. And uh, he goes off, and he looks back and goes, $1,000 at you, Vinny. And uh, you don't know if he's a, just a weird old eccentric guy or whatever else he might be into, but you get the feeling that... Uh, all the painting talk is just complete euphemism, and he's mistaken you for a male prostitute. Who's exactly the type of person that might show up to something like this as arm candy on a distinguished older gentleman. Oh, I did get a picture mm, of good, him. Good, good, good. Thank you. Yes. I so that's paint nothing. Well, that's at least two two photos you've got of people who are the right age to be. Mm-hmm. Ex Nazis, but uh, soon the, the bell is rung for dinner, though, and. Uh, Honey Ho leads you all out like the good hostess she is um, up some side stairs, some curvy, nice stairways that are festooned with uh, sculptures and various arts and big potted ferns and whatnot. You go into a beautiful dining room. And she announces, I regret to inform you that our host, of course, will not be joining us for dinner, as you all remark on. No one says it out loud, but everybody's trying to picture him taking off his diamond mask and whatever his face his hideous face from you know the old mining accident must really look like that's compelled him to wear it so he doesn't eat in front of people but he bids you to please enjoy the menu it has been very well thought out says honey ho please here circulate and you two are sat down at a table with uh two gentlemen one of them He's another big blonde guy, but an older guy with great big sideburns. And the other looks like a native Chinese, and he's dressed in, like, full-on native fashion. Like, full-on, like, Fu Manchu-style robes, you know. And, uh, greetings, greetings, says this one. I am Dr. Lobo. How are you? Good, yes, thank you. Word has it that uh, you, are, you are a pornographer? The dirtiest, the sleaziest, yes. I myself uh, am very deeply involved in the heroin and opium trades here, and so uh, pornography is something in in which I dabble from time to time. Uh, Oddly, I learned most of it when I was educated at Oxford, but I must ask you, uh, what are some of your films that you've done? Is this one of your... Is this one of your stars here? He certainly seems like he could be well endowed. No, I. He's just a partner. He's not uh, an actor. Oh, yes, I see. Well, have, what films have you done? Anything I would have seen? Says Doctor Lobo. Well, we have. Uh, we do various fetish type of films. I don't know what. Oh, what's you're some, into. some titles? What's your best-selling titles? Well, some people like. Uh, the older uh, people as well, so we have um, gagging gra- grannies. I see. Yes, I think I've one, one through I, six. Oh, oh, I begin to get an image. I begin to get a very clear mental image. Oh, gagging grannies, did you say? Says the other one who leans across the table. Uh, and we also have gaping, gaping grannies as well. Oh. <laughs> how how are you? I am Hans Hans Skirmish. I am from Johannesburg, South Africa. How are you? says the white guy with the sideburns. Hello. So you're a pornographer. Yes. Yes, I am proud. Back home, they would say that that's against, you know, the word of God in the Dutch Reformed Church. I myself have a much looser morality. Uh, what about you, sir? You young man, what, what is it you're into? What do you do? Uh, I, I um, it uh, sort of, you could um, call it like... Um, uh, just wait. Here we go. This guy can't 
say five words in English, it'll be a while. Just oh, wait. The monkey's ugly language. I prefer Afrikaans. Um. So I, I, you, I like a sort of a, a talent agent, sort of, you know. Oh, I see. I see. Oh, I myself, I sell guns. Big guns, you know, African warlords, that sort of thing. Oh, so, but you're not American? No, 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 not American. I'm from uh, South Africa. Do you sell the uh, guns from America? Uh, you know, the best place to get guns is actually Russia these days. The AK-47 is a classic, and uh, it's a... Uh, you don't want to put uh, you don't want to put a, a really reliable gun in the hands of a bunch of kaffirs. You know what I mean. So the, the gun's prone to jam along in case they ever get used against us, which eventually they will, because the storm's coming, my friend. I'll tell you that um, right now. I don't I don't think the uh, M16 is uh, very reliable. Um, uh, at least uh, you know my. Yeah, neither do the North Vietnamese. Yeah, it's a surprise, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Looks like looks like for courses here, and well, there's actually a waiter coming up to your table, and she's a, uh, again, a native woman, and uh, she says, greetings. I'm here to take your order for the dinner. Uh, the for the entree, she lists off some you know uh, various sorbets and things like that for dessert, and blah blah blah, and it's salads and stuff. But the main courses are the important part. Uh, you will have your choice, each guest, of uh, the baby panda, or the Komodo dragon, or the California condor. Which would you choose? Oh, oh. Well, I think the Komodo dragon carries diseases. I'm not going to stay away from that one. But um, um, baby panda. Sounds delicious. Actually. I think I agree with that, says uh, Hans Skirmish. <laughs> and uh, Dr. Lobo says, I also adore Baby Panda. What about you, Mr. Rousseau? Uh, I'm a, a vegetarian. Uh, Except for snails and frogs, huh? I, I like it. <laughs> I like a scargoyle sometimes with the garlic butter, but I don't. Um, I think. Can I have a salad? And the we'll croissant. be happy to make you very happy with a good salad. And we'll give you a cr- croissant. If you have a croissant. We will make sure you get a croissant. That's a border, please. Yeah. We are here to please you. Well, after you get your dinner ordered and you sit through this, uh, with these, these, these truly abominable dinner, dinner companions, an arms dealer and a, uh, you know, heroin kingpin, how old are these guys? They would they uh, be of uh, certain? Well, um, Doctor Lobo certainly, um, but he doesn't look like a Nazi, especially because he's uh, Asian. But uh, Hans Skirmish, he's definitely he he would have been one of the younger ones, but he could have served in World War Two. Although, although uh, he's his accent's a good fake. If he is German, but there's a huge German influence in South Africa anyway. So, well, just to be on the safe side, I will take all these cultural right affinities. Go ahead and make your roll. Hopefully, you won't be noticed. Hmm. Got a okay. one. Well, that's about the best thing you can get. And uh, that's so good. You also got a picture of Honey Ho in case anyone needed one because she was walking up behind him right when uh, you were doing that. No, I, I planned on taking more pictures of her as well. Gentlemen, my employer would wish to speak with you now before the auction takes place. Are you free? You uh, may have your coffee and brandy upstairs with him. D'accord. Well, okay. That's. What about my baby panda? This is after dinner. This, this is after dinner. I skipped through dinner. Honey Ho takes you all the way up to the ninth floor, which is the top floor on the elevator. It's a very great honor to meet Mr. Diamond Face directly, she says. But he is very interested in what you have to offer. And uh, she opens the elevator with a key. The top floor, you have to have a key for the elevator door to open. She has one. When it opens, this immaculate room. It's got this great big sunken, you know, living room pit with the line of couch all the way around it. And these huge two-story floor-to-ceiling windows that look out onto all of the lights of Macau at night 
and out onto the water with the little bobbing lights from the shipping and the boats out in the bay. It, it's quite a stunning view. And you can see that there's a doorway to a bedroom that's uh, just about half open. You can't really see into the bedroom unless you want to try to get a better look into it later. But sitting on the couch with his back to you is a, is a man. You see a nice shock of uh, black hair, kind of steely, starting to go a little gray. Wearing an immaculate blue blazer, tan pants. He stands up and turns around, and his face is completely concealed by a mask. It almost looks like a, you know, just a blank, almost like a Michael Myers-type mask, only it's completely studded with diamonds. It's, it's seeing it in person, it's uh, the most ostentatious thing you've ever really seen in your life. Uh, greetings. I am Diamond Face. And he steps out and offers his hand to both of you. He's got a good, firm shake. Bonjour, monsieur. I, I must admit my uh, my curiosity is greatly in, has been piqued by this painting. If it is truly La Dame Blonde, I'm very interested. Up to the tune of uh, ten to twelve million to start with. So let's let's not waste any time because uh, very soon enough we will have this auction, which I must of course emcee due to my intimate knowledge of all the artworks. Are you gentlemen interested in bidding at all? You have capital. We would love to have you there. We have a Rembrandt's landscape with cottage stolen in 1972 from Montreal. I don't know who did it. I couldn't tell you. Uh-oh. Is there anything um, uh, more like this nude here? Or is there any well, other nudes? Well, let's see this nude. Oh. And uh, if you want to go and open the case okay. and show it to him. Well, here oh, it God, is. Man, that is beautiful. He gets out another similar ocular thing and looks at it. Now, while he's doing that, he's completely absorbed in it. Do you guys want to one look around the room? See, you know, you're supposed to be getting a computer disc out of this guy. You, know, you can see if you can get any clues to something like that, maybe. Um, yes. Go ahead and make a games and theory roll, but because he's so engrossed, take a plus two to the roll. This is easy. Your target number is two higher. Uh, I rolled two. Oh, well, nice. I got it. Well, you both about the same time notice and nod at each other knowingly. About half, I mentioned that bedroom door that was about half open. And you can see that however elegant Diamond Face seems out here, he's certainly not made his bed recently, unless he's used it so recently that housekeeping hasn't. He's certainly not going to make his own bed, I guess. But it's tussled. And there is a body in it of a reclining female form. Can't quite tell. Brown skin, uh, but not uh, not black. You know, Mediterranean type of skin, laying facing away from you. But what you really notice is that there's a travel safe in there, just right next to the bed. There's a little convenient little travel safe, a handle on it. Probably a little bit heavy, but it could probably carry something not much bigger than uh, it's about the size of a shoebox. So it's it's not huge. Or safety deposit box, really. But it's got a great big combination lock on it. Great big Swiss one. Where it actually has three dials. There's a great big dial in the center and then two little dials on either side. Take some serious... It'd be easier to blow through that thing, but then you'd destroy what was ever, you know, inside of it. Um, however, that is the two things you notice. The the form of the woman. Now, you can make one further game in th games in theory roll without the uh, bonus this time. It's to see if there's any other little thing because you hear uh, Diamond Face begin to sigh and kind of wrap up his uh, initial investigations but please go ahead and make those games and theory rules gotcha. right. uh, what about you Vinny no uh, being an appreciator of the female form Niles perhaps your gaze lingers a little longer at the woman in the bed do you get the feeling that woman in the bed is not breathing she hasn't moved a bit. Her side, and she's laying on her side facing away from you, but you should be able to see, you know, her side, her ribcage rising and falling. And uh, you think there's a dead woman in Diamond Face's bed, but again, she's facing away from you. And uh, it'd be crazy to try to go in there and get that thing now in front of him, but the only other person in here is Honey Ho. That being said, 
There could be other people around, hidden. But Diamond Face doesn't seem to have a huge amount of personal security. This is, after all, not his personal house, but a very, very expensive hotel room. So that's what you notice. Maybe maybe getting back in here later, you know, might be a good idea. But uh, for right now, he stands up. Gentlemen, I cannot yet say that I am 100% satisfied, but... I'm very interested. I wonder if you would indulge me by staying here as my guest for, say, three days. would like to have a friend take a look at this. If this turns out, of course, to be a forgery, I will assume that you are innocent dupes in the affair, and I would very much like to meet the man who sold it to you. If it's the original, then I would very much like to, very much like to purchase it. You've come to the right buyer. I've been after this for a very long time, but I'm afraid that right now... I must make a living, and it has been a very good living to me. So, perhaps you gentlemen can retire back down to the auction hall, and I will see you down there shortly. I do highly recommend that you, uh, if you have some capital to spend, you get something nice for you for yourself to take home with you. We have a great deal of wonderful paintings. So, you would like to hold on to this painting? Yes, I would. I would be happy to give you an assurance. And he uh, whips out, he snaps his fingers yes. at Honey Ho. And she gives out one of those great big, you know, checkbooks. You know, the great big gigantic uh, leather-bound checkbooks. And he gets out and writes you a check for uh, $10 million security right there. And he post-dates it. Okay. No, he post-dates it for, you know, past three days from now. Wow. Uh, Monsieur DeLorean, um, why don't we just put it in the auction and see if we can get, uh, you know, a reasonable sum from the auction? I mean, I don't know disrespect to Mr. Diamond Face, but I feel like, um, you know, I mean, I, I don't necessarily feel like, I mean, I've got business to attend to back in Lyon, Paris. I, 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 you know, I Diamond Face is holding that little ocular thing, and while you're talking, he's, and he uh, just <coughs> breaks in his hand. You're like, he's been squeezing it so hard when he heard what you just said. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I became excited. Please, honey. And he holds out his hand. She runs in the bathroom and gets, uh, you know, wet cloth and wraps around. Oh, I, I believe that... Uh, would very much like the opportunity to make any final bid. I, I must insist we must make sure this is a genuine painting first. This is a very last-minute entry. I would have taken the same precautions with, with uh, Rembrandt's landscape with cottages, or painter on his way to work by Van Gogh, or uh, Raphael's portrait of a young man, or uh, even Onkano by Metzinger. Uh, so please, take no offense, but. Uh, I promise you, this ten million is merely a security. I can get you much more than that for this painting if it turns out to be legitimate. Well, if, it's less a matter of the money and more a matter of I wasn't planning on leaving in the morning. Well, I'm afraid your plans have changed," says Diamond Face, with finally a touch of supervillain menace behind his mask. He wasn't asking. Now he's telling us. Yeah, I would love to be uh, a guest, uh, of course. Um, and and while you uh, do what you need to do, uh, we'll just uh, be here. And uh, yes, yeah, very well. You will be my uh, guests. Uh, would you care to st occupy rooms here on the eighth floor, or shall I foot the bill at the? Uh, is it the Bella Vista where you're staying? It's the best hotel in town. <laughs> um. Well, it's not so good. There's snakes crawling all no. over it. So, uh, I, I would like to stay here. Uh, Very if well. Possible. I'll arrange it. I'll arrange it. Uh, I hope you'll find some good company tonight. There are many hostesses that will be available at the auction, and perhaps one of the pieces of art will strike your fancy. Having been rather firmly escorted back downstairs. The auction hall is filling up, and uh, Miss Peabody, the British white slaver, waves at you. And uh, Hans Skirmish looks like he's trying to get you to save him a seat, but you avoid having to actually do that. And one by one, this place just fills up with creepy people who have just dined on Baby Panda and California Condor and Komodo Dragon and made all kinds of crazy deals. 
And the auction begins, but the lights go way down low. They've got the lights right up there on the stage. And Diamond Face comes out. And uh, begins talking. And they begin selling off uh, Raphael's portrait of a young man. And Dr. Otto Von Hammer, you know, he's bidding and bidding and bidding for it and so on. But you guys are kind of sitting towards the back. And uh, you want to use the opportunity to go to the bar and have a drink, supposedly. Or uh, try to get back up to the the room and uh, see if you can get into the safe or anything like that. Well, I never did have that smoke, so I'm going to step out and smoke. Okay. So, yeah, you guys step out. You mentioned something to the people you're sitting with. What about you, Niles? It's not like you're obligated to bid on these uh, paintings. You know. I don't really know what he's doing, so I'm going to go okay. with him. Well, uh, Honey Ho is sent back by the door. She goes, leaving so soon, gentlemen. Raphael's portrait of a young man does not tempt you? Oh, no. Um, not quite. It's not... Uh, I'm, it's not lewd well, enough. Certainly, from, certainly you from must go screen. smoke with your friend. But seriously, you've Gosh. been given a great honor. You definitely stick around for a few days. Just be careful what you say around Diamond Face. He's a man who's very used to getting what he wants. He's not to be trifled with. I wouldn't dream of it. Well, but he's shown you great favor so far. I'm quite impressed. Anyway, she goes. She turns around and lets you guys leave unmolested, and uh, you're back outside in the towards the elevator and open bar area, and so on and so forth. What do you want to do now? Um. Oh, you needed a key to get up to the ninth floor. Yes, but it is rather old school, and some old school agents still carry old school lockpicks. You have lockpicks set. All right. Well, um, I, I should mention that it, we're going to hit two hours in about ten seconds. Yeah, I know. This is. So, um, I don't know if I should. I don't know what'll happen if it'll. It might just stop. So if it does. Oh, okay. You said in about ten seconds. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, maybe we should stop and start a new one then, because there's no way I can finish well, it in ten seconds. No, well, we just crossed over two hours and it hasn't just like cut off or anything. So, mine still says recording, but mine says one forty-four. But maybe that's because yeah, I dropped out, and so we've got a sixteen-minute, sixteen-minute and thirty-seven-second other file with it's like the first part, and then so yeah, we're over two hours now and it hasn't stopped. So I okay. I, well, right. um, let's see what happens then, and if it stops, we'll get back on and wrap up. But how do you want to get up to the ninth floor? You want to try to pick the lock, or you could try climbing up the outside or something. I don't know. Lock on the elevator side or on the like room side? It's on the inside of the elevator. That's where you'd have to put it in, so it'd be hard to be observed. Uh, I, I would say, if now says lock picks, mm. try that. Yes. Isn't there a, a there is an elevator? A local guy, native guy, little guy. And uh, he's a really old man, but he's like the stature of a child. And he's like, ah, smiles at you. And you get on, and uh, he asks to indicate what floor. Uh, it was the what ninth was floor. it? Nine? Eight? Ninth? Oh, no, yeah, no, sure. No, 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 no. He says he's still smiling big. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend I'm, get, I'm getting out like a cigarette out of my pack. Oh, of my oh. He smiles at you blandly. A lighter and b- light it, but then blow the dart. <laughs> oh, no. Hits his neck. Go ahead and make a combat ops roll, but it's such close quarters, it's easy. So take a plus two. I got it. Uh, he slumps over with still that great big grin on his face. Maybe he's having pleasant dreams, but it's not that hard to take the elevator on up to the ninth floor where, Niles, you can try to pick the lock if you like. Uh, yep. And that would be, yeah. would be combat. Uh, no, that would actually or? be games in theory. Okay. And I got a three. Well, with ease, you pop open that old school lock, and the uh, cage-like door opens onto Diamond Face's suite. It's dimly lit. There are little night lights here and there, but you don't see anyone in that great big main room. Although, like I said, it's dimly lit. There could be people hiding behind the, you know, in the little couch pit or whatever. But. Uh, other than that, 
What do you guys want to do? Uh, I'm going straight for the bed bedroom. Make a beeline straight over the bedroom, past the little wet bar. What was that, Niles? Careful! Don't uh, make any noise. Look into the bedroom, and indeed, that woman who's facing away from you is definitely dead, not breathing. She hasn't moved since the last time you were there, and you can see that she has a silk necktie tied around her neck like she's been strangled. Um, Poor lady. Well, uh, <laughs> when when uh, you do say poor lady, and when you look at her to close her eyes or whatever, her eyes are wide open, and it's a face you recognize. This is Rosie Hotbush, the Israeli agent. Oh, no. Found out somehow, and Diamond Face seems to have satisfied his, his depraved pleasures with her and taken her out at the same time. Your heart, I'm sure, she'd love to kill Diamond Face, but you may not have to because right there next to you is this little travel safe. And uh, whether the disc in it or not, you don't know, but. Uh, it would be a very hard games and theory roll to crack this. Either one of you could try it, but each attempt will take about 15 minutes because it's a delicate operation. So this is minus two to your games and theory. Yeah, that leaves me a three. So I, I, <laughs> Maybe you make oh. the second try just in case. Oh, my I gosh. <laughs> nice. Critical success. You do it. Not in 15 minutes, but in half that time, about seven and a half minutes. You, you, it's a long seven and a half minutes. Oh. See, this is why they paired you with me because I am an expert and you have much to learn, now, noodle uh, boy. While he's doing that, you hear a door open. And he's in the middle of this, he's got to keep doing it. So, Vinny, this is uh, well, you're the only one who can really react to this, but you guys hear the door open. Some, the, uh, you know, to the hall. No, it gives the wet body in here, and you hear it's uh, fucking Hans's voice. Not not Hans Skirmish, the arms dealer, but those two goombas, you know, the goons who were guarding the door earlier. Uh, and you hear a woman giggling, and he's like, it keeps the wet body over here. He's brought some woman in to have a drink. They don't know you're in there. Meanwhile, you over here, Vinny goes, of course, they got the bedroom in there, but in this, it's in the other room back by the kitchen that he keeps the real good stuff, the paintings he's keeping it for himself. He goes, I have a few uh, good looks at him while we're having our drink. He'll never care. They go off to this other room, and you hear the door open. You hear her gasp with amazement. He's like, I don't really understand much about it myself. He said, talking about the art. But she goes, oh, this is beautiful. And so on and so forth. Goes, yeah, this is the boss's pride and joy. He'd be sore as hell if anything ever happened to that. Spent most of his fortune on this collection, says Hans to the girl. Meanwhile, about this time, you crack that safe open. And inside, well, there's about $20 million. And also below that is a disc, a computer disc. And on front of the disc yes. is a silver diamond. That's uh, most likely. Yeah, it, uh, diamond yes. marks the spot. All right, so let's grab that thing and get the hell out of here. Back mm -hmm. on the first plane back to DC. When you guys walk out of the room, you see Hans and his girl walking out of the room behind the kitchen, and you can see through the doorway paintings, beautiful paintings all over the wall. You know how precious those are to Diamond Face. Hans, though, seeing you, immediately stops, drops his drink on the floor, it shatters, and he reaches into his coat where you know he's got a Mac 10. Uh, make a combat ops, ops roll. Well, what do you want to do? You could shoot at him, you could charge across the room, whatever. Yeah, I've already got my gun out. I was waiting because I thought they were coming uh, back. Your, your gun is already out, and uh, go ahead and make a combat ops roll. I want to see if you can get a shot off before him. I think you can make this an easy one because you headed out. Meanwhile, what about you, Nod? Um, well, is there any cover to quickly, like, duck behind something? Oh, yeah, the door of the bedroom you're in. I mean, oh. you guys were just walking out. You could duck back, or you could duck behind the wet bar. Yeah, I'll get behind the door and 
and get out my gun. Okay, well, you uh, you do that. Meanwhile, what did you roll for make for that combat ops roll? I uh, succeeded with a seven. You tag Hans. You hit him right in the shoulder, and he kind of spins around. His shot goes wild, and he holds his hand down on the trigger a little too long. Crack, 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 crack. Submachine gun rips across the wall of the bedroom behind you, just spraying out chunks of plaster. The girl screams at the top of her lungs. And then he uh, begins to rush for the elevator door. And what do you do? What do you guys do? Uh, I'm gonna try to trip him as he runs past. Well, that's not a terrible idea. Make a combat ops roll. And he is a—he's a rugby player, though. So uh, just take a little minus one, not a whole minus two. Still got it with a five. He crashes onto the floor. He's a rugby player. He knows how to take it. Um. He, uh, what are you doing there, Niles? The woman runs back into that painting room. Uh, you're feeling she might be trying to make off with some of them. Well, <sighs> you also know how pissed off Diamond Face would be if anything happened to them. Well, I just don't want her to uh, alert anyone. Um, so I'm going to try to tackle her. Uh, you run through the room, make a combat ops roll, but she doesn't. She's not looking at you coming. So take a plus two as you tackle this uh, hostess, this little Chinese hostess. Well, you smash down on the floor. Meanwhile, uh, Vinny, you're standing above the prone Hans, uh, who's still not let go of his gun yet. What do you do? I want to stomp as hard as I can on the hand holding the gun. All right, make a combat ops roll. He's going to make one, too, to try to get it away. But he rolls a seven. I mean, that succeeds for him, but if you can roll lower, then... I got a six. Oh, well, just perfect. He almost gets hand away. He's like, ah! Screams. Um, you don't know who you're dealing with, he says. You're... And then what do you do then? Uh, well, I'm hope my, my hope was that he would, like... The pain or whatever, would he would let go of it, and I'd be able to kick it away from him. Well, uh, go ahead and make a combat ops roll to try to kick it away from him. He'll try to hold on to it, but he just rolled a nine, so I don't know if he's going to be able to. Six again. It skitters all the way across the floor into the room where uh, you guys are, Niles, if you just tackle the woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, she screams and tries to claw your eyeballs, but she rolls an eight and misses you. What do you do? Um... I'm going to try to use my uh, garrote to, like, tire hands. Okay, okay. Make a combat ops roll. She's fighting like a little hellcat, though, so no bonuses. Meanwhile, you've got uh, the gun. You, you've disarmed Oh, wait. Oops. You got a 10? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you dropped the garrote. It falls onto the floor. And you're unable to get her. But meanwhile, you're standing, uh, Vinny, above the prone Hans, and uh, who's now disarmed. What do you do then? Um, I would just like... Uh, can I just double tap him in the fucking head? Yes, go ahead. Just give him a boom-boom. One. Oh, well. Hans is no more, but don't worry. He's a racist jerk, and uh, he cheated on his rugby team. Oh. So... Uh, that being said, now there's some pounding at the door um, outside. You think it's hotel security, maybe something like that, but boom, boom, boom. Um, they're going to kick it in in a minute. But you look up, uh, uh, Niles. You're rolling on the floor in this room where he's kept all these paintings. Diamond Face kept all these paintings he's going to buy for himself. And you see a lot of the ones that he's mentioned. There's some really nice ones. And you see what you know is a lost Picasso. And you fear the things. But then... You see two paintings that are exactly the same sitting next to each other. And it is the painting La Dame Blonde by David. One of them is the one you brought him. (laughs) And one of them is the real one that you now realize you must have already had. And uh, just then, the door bursts open to the room. But I think that's a good place to go ahead and wrap it up for this episode. Now, I should mention, actually, for those of you who have or have been longtime listeners, 
that the last time we played the spy game, we used body, mind, and soul as our stats, but now there are combat ops, games in theory, and uh, psychosocial, and that's partly for flavor and partly because those were things that uh, were little side specialties in the last edition that we always ignored. So this is a so-called second edition of the spy game. I just mentioned this for any purists who might be listening and confused. One thing we will not be confused about next time is that there will be a lot of action. I think I can promise that, gentlemen. So we will see you next time on Goonies World.